the mind Hello and welcome back to the Mind Buzz podcast. I'm your host, Gil, and today I will be talking about the transgender community in progression, books, American politics, and overseas progression. Watch out. The Mind Buzz. Hey guys, welcome back to the Mind Buzz Podcast. This is Gil. I am your host of the Mind Buzz Podcast. I just want to thank you for stopping by and listening. It's been rather a few weeks that I haven't set out any uh, new content, but I've been throwing myself into a lot of projects along with working on my projects at school. do have some other podcasts that I am working with. Um, I will be featured on a couple coming up. Can't wait for those to come out. And when they do come out, uh, I will definitely share them with you guys. And also, they're going to be going on the Instagram. So uh, take a look. Head over to the Mind Buzz podcast Instagram, where I post books that I've mentioned here on the podcast, also some cool quotes, and also some clips from the previous podcast. So a lot of cool stuff going on down there on the Instagram, so go ahead and check it out. So anyway, today we will be covering one book that stood out to me that I've read along with my English class, and a big win for the LGBTQ community that just came up last week. Highest ranking trans official in the U.S. And that's over there in Delaware. So big congrats to Sarah McBride on her victory over there on the East Coast. Uh, we are all rooting for you. And then also uh, I wanted to cover probably one of the biggest and most progressive countries when it comes to gender neutrality. I wanted to talk about um, Sweden and what they're doing over there in terms of gender identity. And let's jump right into it. So the book that I wanted to talk about today and has been on my mind, especially with uh, Sarah McBride's victory, is this little gem called Symptoms of Being Human by Jeff Garvin. And uh, just to give a little bit of background about Jeff Garvin. So Jeff Garvin, he is an author, podcaster, and musician. He also produces and co-hosts the Hero's Journey podcast, examining books and films. So he's a author, podcaster, and musician. So before he became a novelist, Jeff acted on TV, and he toured as a lead singer of a rock band. So this guy is pretty awesome, I think. And he gives, I'm telling you, he does some really good prose writing in in Symptoms of Being Human. He has great metaphors in there, and uh, I just want to applaud him for his his detail in this book especially. He does have others 
out there, which I will, I'll get the names to those, but today we're focusing on symptoms of being human, and he just gives such good detail when he's uh, writing about Riley, who is the main character. Just the amount of detail that he brings alive into the book, and uh, I, I just... In, induced myself with uh, with this book, uh, reading it, and then also listening to the audiobook on this. And it went really well with the person that was narrating this book, which was Tom Phelan. So, um, very Tom Phelan, he's a He's actually a transgender actor. Yeah, I mean, uh, just from from the book, from the hard copy to the audio, it was a great experience in general. In the book, Symptoms of Being Human, Jeff Garvin writes about uh, the main character in this book, which is Riley Kavanaugh. Riley Kavanaugh is a teenager of uh, many character layers. Riley is rebellious punk rocker. Riley is a gifted writer turned blogger, and also Riley is gender fluid. Some days Riley's gender compass points feminine, and some days it points to masculine. Riley identifies some days as a boy and other days as a girl. So the pressure of uh, gender fluidity is weighing in on Riley throughout the book. Riley is not exactly out to their parents and friends. So, I mean, it, there is builded tension between a Riley and, um, you know, as far as identity. Uh, Riley's life at school and at home become very complex uh, between starting a new school and having a conservative congressman father running up for re-election. Riley is pretty much stretched between being bullied and uh, the political media that has been following father in terms of re-election. I don't want to get, I don't want to give too much of the the book away um, from the guidance of uh, Riley's therapist, which I I look into it, and Riley's therapist is actually a psychiatrist. You know, under the guidance of Riley's psychiatrist, Riley starts an anonymous blog to exhaust those uh, held-up feelings uh, and to tell the truth of what it really feels like to be a teen that is uh, gender-fluid. So just as Riley is feeling comfortable in their new school, the blog goes viral. Like, she has 2,000 friends and then 8,000 and... 10,000 and then it just the it just keeps on going up and this thing goes viral it it lands on like one of their biggest uh, in the book it lands on one of the biggest uh, LGBTQ community websites so after that it blows up into this uh really big thing and um goes on this thing anonymously and somehow Riley goes and faces uh threatening exposure to this, and um, Riley must make a choice between walking away from the blog that has been uh, pretty helpful to within community, or to stand up for a bigger cause. So, uh, this book 
is really great. Jeff, he he really paints a picture of what is going on with a gender fluid teen in in their mind. So it, like I said, his writing style is is great and lots of detail. And um, I definitely uh, recommend this one. It's a easy, super easy read. Great novel. Uh, Symptoms of Being Human. There's that by Jeff Garvin. So way to go on that one. Hey guys, uh, we will be right back. And a word from one of our sponsors. The Mind Bus. Alcohol. Drinking alcohol may change your life. Excessive alcohol use is the fourth leading preventable cause of death in the United States. Ask your doctor if alcohol is right for you. Side effects may include liver disease, brain damage, immune system dysfunction, osteoporosis, third DUI, mild case of drunk texting your ex, frequent embarrassing photos, and crying to Mexican music. Ask your doctor about alcohol today. The Mind Buzz. Hey guys, welcome back to the Mind Buzz podcast. Uh, There's so much to cover when it comes to the new things that have been passed in this year's election along with Oregon decriminalizing pretty much all the drugs in in the state of Oregon. Uh, New Jersey just decriminalized uh, marijuana. I believe it's legalized or decrim. I think it's legalized, but uh, way to go for Oregon. That is beautiful. That's great to see. I mean, I'm I'm glad. Hopefully everybody within the Ethiogen community is is pretty psyched about this. Uh, So they decrimmed a lot, all of the drugs decriminalized, and they legalized the use of psilocybin for therapy. And that is huge. I don't want to go too much in that, but I'm probably going to set up another, um, do another episode on that one because I'm super psyched on it. But anyway, let's get back into it. So Sarah McBride, Sarah McBride, Delaware, is one of the highest ranking trans official in the United States. So she has a quote in here. I hope tonight shows an LGBTQ kid that our democracy is big enough for them too. McBride, 30 years old. She is 30 years old. That is amazing. Wow. So she she easily defeated Republican Steve Washington to represent Delaware's first state Senate district. That is awesome. She is a former spokesperson for the LGBTQ advocacy group Human Rights Campaign. Uh, She was a trainee in the White House during the Obama administration and became the first trans person to speak at a major political convention when she addressed Democrats in Philadelphia in 2016. So she's been doing a lot of great stuff uh, in American politics, with the uh, squad of Democratic Congresswomen of color. So that's AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ian Omar, 
Ayana Presley. They have completely comfortably reelected and uh, Sarah McBride's victory in Delaware has made her the highest ranking trans official in the United States. So that's a huge win for the LGBTQ uh, community, albeit it was probably a rough one. But I mean, like she said in the quote, she hopes that uh, winning this victory and and it, it brings hope to um, the American democracy is is big enough for um for transgender and just all people all minorities in general i know that there's some controversy coming down from uh trump's administration and uh the presidential elect joe biden and uh kamala harris but come among that kamala harris is one of the first of many to uh, be elected as vice president uh, not only as a woman but as a woman of color coming in into the White House and also a big thumbs up to her from being uh, one of the vice president elects coming from California. So that one's big win also. So congrats to, to that, even though it's not over. And um, President Trump... Eh, He's he's not conceding. He's not um, in his eyes and in his administration. He hasn't uh, lost so far, but we'll see what happens. And um, a lot of crazy things are going on now, uh, especially with American politics. And uh, we're watching closely. We gotta uh, we gotta look at it closely, definitely. So I wanted to talk a little bit about this video that I came up across on YouTube. I believe it's called uh, Raised Without Gender. But anyways, it, it follows a family in uh, Sweden in terms of raising children without a gender. Not raising them boy, not raising them girl, but just raising them as children. Sweden is, is the most forward-thinking country in the world when it comes to gender neutrality. The country has a gender-neutral preschool and was accused of mind control. In the video, Raised Without Gender, the host talks about, uh, the host talks with a family whose parents are attempting to bring up their kids free from all gender norms. Both children, Mika and Nico, were born, were both assigned, um, male at birth. But in the family, the sex you were born with doesn't really dictate your identity. Tell me what you guys think about that. Raising a child, uh, not boy or girl, in their eyes, um, what you have between your legs doesn't really necessarily identify you. So I want to hear what you guys think about that. So these parents do not gender colors or toys. It's not a boy toy. It's not a girl toy. They're just simply toys, and they simply let the children play with whatever they're interested in. I think that is great. I mean, letting children express themselves as they should. And uh, to keep from gendering their children, they chose gender-neutral names. They chose not to know the sex they would be signed when they were born. Uh, they avoid words like boy and girl. They changed uh, pronouns in books, which also, let's go back to uh, symptoms of being human. 
I had, well, for me, I had a pretty tough time writing in um, in terms of third person. I got to tell you, because you're so used to saying she or he and not really, um, you know, putting them or they. And uh, it, it it's, I don't want to say it's complicated, but it's just a matter of, it, at times it could be, it could be complicated, but it, it really makes you think about who you are addressing rather than the binary form of pronouns. So that that's what they do. They change the pronouns in movies and videos and books and stuff. So in the video, Child Mika likes to be called uh, by their name, not by boy or girl or hen, which is the gen- gender neutral pronoun in uh, Sweden. The Swedish government uh, school plan forbids enforcing general stereotypes and has done that for for a couple of years now, since 1998. With the life spectrum, the circle is divided with uh, boy and girl, so that's blue and pink. And boys should be strong, and girls should be uh, caring and cute. I mean, for that, it it, it builds, you, you start to encompass uh, expectations of what it means to be a boy, or what it means to be a girl. Like I said previously, boys should be strong and cool, and, and girls need to be caring and cute. Girls also need to be strong and cool, and and boys also need to be caring. And so there, there begins to to build a, a kind of separation between the both of them. And I believe what the instructors in the private school are doing in the children's life is positive, and the philosophy they have, the life spectrum, divide and offer strong, cool, helpful caring and cute to everyone so that children are not limited so although i mean these people this family in sweden they do have their their uh naysayers and of course uh here in the united states we have naysayers also that think of gender as uh binary so author i, I believe i'm saying his name right so author david eberhard uh heavily criticizes the gender-neutral schools, and one of his articles, Let the Boys Be Boys and Girls Be Girls. So in his view of the Swedish schools teaching gender neutrality is damaging because behaviors that are more associated with boys and girls is problematic. He suggests that what the school system is doing is eradicating sex differences, and creating new problems. And it can be a drawback for the children. So think about that too. What he says about gender neutrality is damaging because behaviors that are more associated with boys and girls is is problematic. I've seen a couple of uh, experiments done, psychological experiments done with children. I believe they're like from the age of like two and and three years old, they dressed as the opposite gender. And the blind study was was an adult that came in to play with them. So a boy dressed as a girl and a girl dressed as a boy. When they came in to play with the child, pretty much the psychologist wanted to see what interaction that the adult will have 
with the child? Is the adult gonna go for the doll and give it to the girl, or is it is it gonna go for the the car and give it to the boy? So it found that majority of the the adults were giving the doll to the to the baby girl, but in actuality, it wasn't a baby girl. It was a it was a boy. So that was that was a cool one. Um, sometimes we don't really think about it. We just see a child in. Um, we see how they they look, and we we give them, you know, a car, or we give them a doll if it's a if it's a girl. Cute little experiment. But um, for Mika, the parent in in this story that I'm talking about, uh, for for them, the real drawback is the adults in the child's life, which the parents are really worried about, um, and it's. It's mostly in, impactful, and Mika's identity uh, would have on other children. Um, and this is a quote from from Mika: "They have full knapsack of privileges, so they have to deal with a little bit of discomfort because they have a mapa or because their gender expression doesn't match what other people think it should be. Uh, gender confusion is a small price to pay for social progress." Overall, children should have the ability. I mean, what do you think? Do you think that children should be should have the ability to inherit all learning and not be limited based on identity as long as the child is nurtured with all the necessities needed for self-development? So, that's it. I covered uh, Symptoms of Being Human by Jeff Garvin. Uh, we touched on Sarah McBride being one of the highest ranking transgender women in U.S. history, and also uh, some progressive families in Sweden. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Please go to the Mind Buzz podcast on Instagram. Follow us, like us, enjoy. This is Gil from the Mind Buzz podcast signing off. Thanks for being here with me, and we'll see you on the next Take care. The mind. Oh, okay.